0: If you ever it,
1: what was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? 651 641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer.
2: Hi. What's
1: up, kids? Hey, how's it going?
2: I uh, oh, you know, just hanging well, out, doing the thing.
1: I'll tell you what's up. Uh, you know, me as a child on a Saturday morning watching cartoons.
2: Yes.
1: What was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Why are we asking, Brad?
2: So thanks for asking. You're well welcome. the reason we're asking is because uh our favorite General Mills, um good old fashioned Minneapolis favorite, General Mills, is doing something pretty darn cool that all of you can participate in and involves your favorite cereals. Not you, Colleen, because you liked dirt. Um <laughs>
1: That's not oh, true. Corn bran was my favorite.
2: Did I stutter? Wow. <laughs> Dirt. So um General Mills is hitting the nostalgia hard this year, and thanks to our friends over at Bring Me the News, they're letting us know that um General Mills announced on Monday that they're making cocoa puffs, golden grams, cookie crisp, and tricks in the tastes and shapes that fueled. The mornings of yesteryear. So this is all part of a really cool thing that's going on. Um, They're bringing back these original recipe cereals. At um, the very moment, they're hosting something called General Mills Presents, the ultimate Saturday morning drive-in featuring classic cartoons. I love this. On October 3rd, this event is going to be held uh, at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, 10 a.m., that's noon Minnesota time. They teamed up with the Tribeca Drive-In to show cartoons on a big screen with COVID precautions.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you don't have to miss out on the cartoons, though. Thank it's you. It's going be could, live could streamed. Could you tell
1: that's why I was whining?
2: Yeah. Okay. It's going to be live streamed by everyone. Uh, you can just go to TribecaFilm.com and uh, you can watch on demand. You can get the free tickets are already sold out. So if you live in the Pasadena area... Uh, or within driving distance, you can't go to the actual thing. That's a bummer.
1: We have some people on the line. Perfect. So the question we're asking you, of course, in uh, celebration of the classic cartoons they will be showing at this drive-in is, what was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Yes, queen. 651-641-1071. Who do we have on the line? Let's go
0: to Charlie first. Hey, Charlie.
2: Hi, Charlie. Well, good afternoon.
1: Charlie, what was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon?
2: Well, this goes back a ways. It was Fireball XL5. Fireball XL5? That sounds like it was. Like done, that it, is. was a, it was a spaceship, and I had uh, Steve Zodiac, <laughs> and of course a female accomplice, and they had a pet, and it flew around the galaxy, and they were puppets. I. Where did you watch that? Was that locally somewhere? Like. No, uh, so, that's nationwide. Actually there's a nationally syndicated morning show host and that was his favorite and he's a little bit younger than me, but about the same age. And it just was a neat concept and actually if you go on ebay and that you could uh find a spaceship. Wow. All right.
0: That is wonderful.
1: Charlie, yeah. thank you so much for your call. I can honestly tell you I've never heard of that. Um, but it will be something fun to investigate. Let's see who's next on the line. We have James. Hello, James. Hi, James. James, what was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon?
2: It was Dungeons and Dragons. It had uh, Willie Ames from Eight is Enough as one of the voices.
1: Oh, my gosh. I didn't What year would that have been? I didn't know they made a Saturday morning cartoon of that.
2: I would say it was around the early '80s, so '81 through '83, maybe. Oh my gosh! Looks like that's it ran so from '83 to '85. Oh,
1: look uh, at that! For three
2: seasons on CBS.
1: Huh. Hmm. Thank you for your I bet call. bet you can go
2: find that online somewhere. Oh my That'd gosh! Cool. No,
1: now that I see the pictures, it looks familiar. And my brother played Dungeons and Dragons, so no doubt we watched that. And I just don't remember. Yeah. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Who else do we have, Holly? Uh, no one on the line. No, no. no. Well, how fine. dare
2: you, Colleen? What was your favorite uh, cartoon as a child? Are you ready? Yeah.
1: Muppet Babies. babies. I loved doo-doo, that cartoon. That was a good one. Oh, I I th- I just yeah, I loved that silly cartoon.
2: What about you? Um, I, I don't know that it was, I mean, it's the one that I have the fondest memories of the completely mental misadventures of Uh, Ed Grimley, mm -hmm. um, based on Martin Short's character, Ed Grimley from Saturday Night Live. And it was just a fun, like it, it, like I, it totally, when, when I say those words, it brings back literally the feeling I had as a kid Mm -hmm. and that was on, gosh, when did that even air? I don't even remember. Uh
1: Let's see. Do you remember in the middle of your Saturday morning cartoons, they used to have like a PSA thing called one to grow on?
2: Oh, yeah. Do
1: you remember that? Oh, for sure. I I have very, very vivid memories of those. Like Mr. T did one. Um, Kim Fields did one. Betty White did one. J- J- Jason Bateman did one. Yeah. Um, nancy reagan did one of these like little tiny psa episodes that they would intersperse with your saturday morning cartoons and i think i learned all of life lessons from them
2: um i love the after these messages we'll be right back now
0: you gotta do the do to do
2: sorry go ahead <laughs> after these messages we'll be right back okay Because remember the heads would roll Mm-hmm. We've got full phones.
1: Oh, okay. Let's go them. <laughs> let's start with Don. Hi, Don. What was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Is this for Don? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't. The name didn't come through. It was static, but that's okay. Um, I was telling,
2: uh, telling her that I'm 73, so I was more in the 50s, the early 50s, and it wasn't so much cartoons as it was theory. Which was about a gorgeous horse and his the young boy who was a um, he was a juvenile
1: delinquent and the guy on the ranch took him under his wing and he had this horse and blah blah blah. So it was their adventures, kind of like Lassie kind of stuff. And then the other one was uh, Sky King, and he had a niece Penny that they'd fly around and have adventures in his airplane.
2: Oh, cool! I've never so heard there,
1: They were people. They weren't cartoons. Yeah. I mean, right. Like I say, I'm I'm older. So the only cartoons I really, really remember are like the Looney Tunes and the Mickey Mouse sure. and that stuff. But those weren't so much on Saturday mornings. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Thank you for your call. And like for us, Saturday mornings was all about the cartoons. Yeah. You know. If if I saw real people, I was like, this is for older people. Ah. My, right?
2: Yeah. my um, I would get up before my parents on Saturday morning. I would make myself breakfast, mostly cereal, sometimes pancakes. Uh, and then I would sit in front of the TV until Soul Train yeah. came on.
1: And then you'd be like, and now I'm out, because those are actual human forms, and that's for adults.
2: And I would watch the horror marathon on USA that would play every afternoon, and then I would take a nap. And I still take naps to this day, even though I don't watch the horror marathon on USA.
1: Thank you. Who else do we have on the line, Holly? Well, well, we gotta go. Oh, shoot. Bye. Uh, Fine, we'll go then. uh, Bust up this fun. And uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... Um, apparently, there was some drama on Love Island. Oh, yeah. I know that's what we've come to expect on a show like Love Island, but this was off air drama that has made its way into the pop culture. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 107.1. Well, there's been some drama on Love Island, and not the kind you've come to expect on Love Island. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And what is this drama you speak of, Bradley?
2: Well, look, I haven't been watching Love Island, but I know the kids love this show. Mm. And I saw something come through the Twitter uh, world a couple days ago, and I thought, well, okay, I want to talk about this because I think it's fascinating um, the world that we live in most days. Now, Um, Anybody who's been paying attention to Love Island knows that there's a character who just kind of disappeared on Sunday night's most recent episode, and his name is Noah Purvis. And apparently he's been wiped from the show, meaning he's been digitally removed from the show. He's been wiped off the website. Mm -hmm. Strange. Well, it's not really that strange, because I think we know why. Um, Is it because he's a Purvis? uh, (laughs) No, actually, I wouldn't call him a Purvis, but he did do some stuff uh, for money that some people might disapprove of. Um, But I want to talk about it, because it seems a little... I got questions. Yeah,
1: I got no answers, but I'm here to
2: explore. So um, CBS and ITV America said in a statement to Entertainment Tonight. It's it's a a real real good good show. It has come to our attention that cast member Noah Purvis provided false information on his application to Love Island, which violates his contestant agreement. Well, I'm assuming, I'm assuming this has to do with some pornographic myths. Uh, So it turns out some. He did some Perns. He did some Perns. Also interesting. He did some gay porns.
1: Oh, interesting. And he's not
2: doing the gay things on the Love Island. Mm. So that's interesting.
1: That is interesting. That's
2: interesting. But, you know, different strokes for different folks. Emphasis (laughs) on the folks. Strokes. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So, um, and some people did the digging that was necessary to uncover his Pernigree, if you could excuse. And uh, you can Google it if you really are so intrigued. But that that led me to have a conversation in my head. Like, okay, so I get that the technicality is that he probably didn't admit to doing the right. pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, so what?
1: Well, I mean, the, that's kind of the comedy to me is like, is Love Island some sort of family? It's not the Wiggles. I mean, it's not like <laughs> What's fam- a wiggle? Oh, the Wiggles is a horrible disney show with okay those
2: yeah no this is not a wiggles people.
1: it's not like this is not family programming Island. where people throw
2: themselves at each other for sex so and attention the
1: thing that tossed him off the show it's not that they're like he did gay porn and that's not okay it's that he didn't tell them that he had done it. And that's the part that's not okay. But the problem is that no matter how you slice it, it will come out being reported as though he got fired for doing it.
2: Yeah. Which again, like, okay, but like how specific are you with other violations of these agreements that aren't, that aren't uh, publicly made available? Like, I just imagine what I'm saying is without any proof Whatsoever, but that's what we do from noon to three here most days on my talk one hundred seven. the Colleen and Bradley Show, Team Cobra. Pew, pew,
0: pew, pew,
1: pew, pew.
2: Is um, the double standard stinks because you can't tell me that there aren't other people who have omitted things from their applications, and you know people look the other way because I-
1: let's be real about the 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 individuals that find themselves on the show love island yeah. they're not looking to live a nice quiet existence in the suburbs uh you
2: yeah. know this not- is not someone trying to replace ruth bader ginsburg on <laughs> right. the supreme court
1: right these are people who are looking for fame and eyeballs and on also them.
2: doing it half naked and you know bonking uh one another three ways to sunday on
1: primetime tv yes on Sundays. also <laughs>
2: I I do want to clarify. I don't know that this is real. I'm not saying it's a gay double standard as much as I think it's a sex double standard. It seems like to me, and I don't mean gender. I mean, like I think the the sexual the like sex work part of it is what seems a little, like oh right. I don't know. That's that's what I think the no, double standard is. It's not about the fact that it was gay. Something you know, else. Although mm-hmm. there might be some component of that I don't know. I'm just saying. I think it seems a little. A little uh, disingenuous for CBS to be like, you know, cl- pearl collection. Yeah,
1: again, uh, again, y- you know, if it were some family program that was targeting <laughs> if it was Dancing with the Stars, like, yeah, then okay. maybe I'd be like, I don't know if that's the kind of individual we're trying to, you know, attract, and then, but also. Or- Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
2: For digital, and yeah, well, it is ill place. But, like, <laughs> digital, digitally erasing him from the show seems like a severe consequence of, like, You know, like, you don't exist anymore. You did, you know, you did something wrong. Well, it also sounds
1: like an incredibly
2: expensive way to...
1: And I'm sure
2: some TV person is going to call and be like, you don't understand how difficult this is now that he's lied and blah blah blah. okay i've got
0: some hot gossip oh oh i
2: forgot sorry
0: well this might bring an interesting new angle to this whole thing let me read you a blind eye. we are always looking
1: for new angles
0: the reason a male contestant disappeared so quickly from a reality show that got its start overseas is because one of the producers was also a customer so to speak of the contestants
1: Oh, so maybe it's like he got the role under nefarious circumstances yeah. and Customer. because
0: of that mm. they were like mm, we just want to pretend like this person didn't even exist sure. on here because it has to do with us behind the scenes so nothing to see here right so they're
1: going to make it sound like it was about something it wasn't really about this, they
2: right. say he was a sex worker
1: um, I mean now I've got more questions oh, God. oh and look That's, at the time
2: go deep on that what? When-
1: that, well no. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags, and we're gonna tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live my at MyTalk1071.com. Everything home. entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, Hi. And uh, we have a name for the celebrities behaving badly. That name is?
2: D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh, Who's God. your D-Bag, Bradley? Thank you so much for asking. You are so welcome. My D-Bag today is one outfit known as Hollywood Life. With Bonnie Fuller. HollywoodLife.com, in particular, has run afoul of the D-Bag Alert today. Why? Because of this headline. Katie Holmes' new romance and heavy PDA with Emilio Vitolo Jr. makes her feel young again. So now this is an exclusive...
1: Ooh, that means the call is coming from inside the house.
2: Well, okay, but I often think about this Hollywood life experience. I wonder sometimes if they're just not creating stuff out of whole cloth, but you tell me. Mm-hmm. So, according to all sources...
1: The street's the place to go. You should really
2: pull that clip, by the way. It's true. Because um, we say it's so damn much. Uh, that's the Weather Girls, right?
1: Yep. It's raining Rainy, man. Yeah,
2: so, that. according to a source that shared exclusively, all caps, with Hollywood Life, one word. Mm -hmm. Katie Holmes' summer romance with restaurateur, and I've always hated that word. It's terrible. Uh, And they misspelled it. Anyway, (laughs) Emolio... Emolio? Okay, now who's the idiot? (laughs) Emilio Vitolo Jr. is growing more serious as the seasons change to fall. Oh my God. The source says... The source is allegedly telling us what it is about this relationship that has Katie so enraptured. Would you like to know what it is?
1: Desperately.
2: Um, Emilio actually makes Katie feel young again.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, because her old, crotchety, hobbling life.
2: I mean, she's just so... Old. Well, she is 41.
1: Oh, my god. So she's And near-death. I mean, she's obviously, yeah, you know, her days hill. are numbered.
2: The source goes on to say, The relationship they have reminds her of the relationship she had with Chris Klein. Um... That was from, like, the early 2000s? Uh, yeah, that was
1: like 100 years ago.
2: That was a relationship that was filled with love, and it was very easy. Distance and her time with Dawson's Creek ultimately ended that. This is literally the quote that mm-hmm. continues and goes on and on. Distance and her time. Who is to write it? Just think about a person saying these words naturally out of their lip holes. That was a relationship that was filled with love and was very easy. Distance and her time with Dawson's Creek ultimately ended that. But there was a great foundation that she has admired ever since. Oh, my God. And she has taken into her other relationships what she likes at the end of the day in a relationship.
1: Okay, bury the lead. When did Hollywood Life hire Lena Dunham? Right? Thank you. I mean, I am here for that plot twist.
2: They do say that Emilio is very down to earth and funny and isn't this like big movie star. So all the extra stuff? No, he
1: just wants to hang out with the big movie stars. Yeah,
2: it's crap. Uh so all that extra stuff, not baggage, but just that extra layer of being a Hollywood celebrity doesn't come into this relationship as it did with Tom Cruise and Jamie Fox. Oh my gosh. I mean, this is all just trash. So she
1: loves him because, okay, actually, no, I don't even think this is trash. This comes from him. She loves him. The story is this. She loves him because he makes her old ass feel (laughs) young again. He injects her
2: with some youth.
1: And he's not some big highfalutin movie star. Yeah, So he's just like a normal guy who makes her feel young. You know how hard her life has been, you know, with her bad knees and, um, (laughs) you know, her arthritis. And uh, she does have a little heartburn, but he, boy, he makes her feel young again.
2: Hollywood Life's initial source went on to say that um, now, with especially Suri. His initials
1: are EV, by the way. Uh,
2: Especially with her daughter Suri, 14, maturing, Katie now feels that she can let loose a little more. So she really likes that she can hold hands, make out, and just be herself. (laughs) Uh, I love tabloids. Yeah. I mean, the gift that keeps on giving. I just can't even. Hollywood Life, thank you for giving us the real crap. Mm. Yeah, by crap, I mean real crap. Crap.
1: Just crap. Uh, would you like to know who my D bag is?
2: I would. Gwyneth. Oh, what's goop? Is this a gooper
1: scooper? It's kind of gooper scooper, but not really. It's, okay. I mean, it is because it's about Gwyneth. And often you know, let's just roll the footage. Let's, you know, double Here it come up. come the
0: Gooper scoopers, they are going to find you stuff that's dumb on Goopa
2: scoopa, goopa scoopa.
0: That's just what.
2: Scoop-a, goop-a, scoop-a. There's
0: always stupid stuff
1: on good.
2: What's What about two, man? So
1: she was on um, Drew Barrymore's new talk show on Tuesday, and she had some stuff to say about her divorce from uh, Chris Martin. Yep. And what she wants us to know is that it's not as perfect as it
2: looks, you oh, guys. I was... So.
1: Um, she says some days it's just not as good as it looks. Some days you don't really want to be with the person that you are getting divorced from. I mean, sit with that, everybody, because you're getting divorced. Of course you don't want. I mean, isn't that why you're getting divorced? Some days you really don't want to be with the person married
2: and have kids with someone. Right. If you divorce, you're going to be with that person. Right. Whether you like it or not. Right. You're going to be tied to that person for the rest of your natural born days. <laughs> she says,
1: in a way, my divorce and my relationship with Chris now is better than our marriage was. So I do think it can be done. Um, but you have to have radical accountability. You have to that? know that every relationship is 50-50, no matter what you think, how you think you were wronged, or how bad you perceive the other person's actions or what, or whatever the case may be, blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is, the takeaway, the headline is, she wants us to know that they're not as perfect as we think they are, which I couple things with that.
2: Didn't think they were perfect?
1: A, didn't think they were perfect. And B... Whoever gave them the idea that they anybody had to be perfect, or that any relationship had to be perfect—that's
2: just that lazy thing celebrities often do, um, and pretty people when they're like, mm-hmm. people just don't understand how ha- I, I do this a lot myself. Oh yeah, people just don't understand how hard it is to be so attractive physically. It, you think it's a blessing, but it's kind it's of a curse. A curse because I mean, it's just, everybody's everybody always just looking wants at to you stick a knife so in your back polite. because you're so perfect. It's hard, man.
1: Um, So there's another story that, and I I wasn't going to do this, but I am now because it just illustrates the point. Uh, There's another story from Showbiz Cheat Sheet, which is, you know. trash. Yeah, it is trash, and we know that, but. I wouldn't
2: wipe my fanny with that. Well,
1: you might want to wipe your fanny with this one. The headline is, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith were, quote, Sick of living up to the idea their relationship was perfect.
2: Nobody thought your relationship
1: so, was perfect. And that's my message. That's my message to the world in 2020. Can we all just be vulnerable enough to realize that nobody's relationship is perfect? What even is perfect? And also, whoever gave you the impression that it was your responsibility or anything that is even remotely achievable to have a perfect relationship. It does not exist. You've watched The Notebook too many times. You've watched When Harry Met Sally too many times. If you think there is such a thing as a perfect relationship, a perfect divorce, a perfect parent, a perfect child, a perfect friend, a perfect boss, a perfect human... You're doing it wrong. Thank you. But tell me how you really feel. That is it. I am done. I just, I, I feel like we do a disservice by even using that language to say, oh, it's not as perfect but as I you think it is. But I don't. It, I didn't think that,
2: though. No. Well, I was going to say, I don't think this is a curse I, or like a scourge or like a plague or an epidemic. I think it's like two people and it's Gwyneth Paltrow and Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I don't think we're living in that world anymore. That sounds like a very 1990s People magazine world that we don't live in anymore, where people are held to some unrealistic standard. I mean, now everybody's trying to over like double over, double over. Uh, They're trying to double down (laughs) and um, act like they're just like. You know the rest of us, right?
1: Well, and actually, to your point, Bradley, I think that this is a monster of her own making. Nobody ever. The only reason, if anybody thought they had the perfect divorce, was because they were trying to make the public facing story about their divorce. Can that you it explain was to me what
2: the word "perfect" is was at some point implying?
1: I don't. I mean, no, but I can tell you Meaning, what I think she thought l- it.
2: Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish.
1: Oh, just that the whole conscious uncoupling was like this is the right and kind and generous way to divorce. Like they were going to do it the best way and remain friends.
2: Like if the perfect, so then I think what the perf the definition of the perfect divorce means or conscious uncoupling is like the path of least resistance, which is I th- I think that is I like I hope nobody uh, um, ascribes to that in any part of their life. Like what world do you live in that like the easiest is always the best right right or the thing that hurts the least is the most ideal like then, I can understand why you don't but it's just yeah it's just claptrap
1: but also but also and also too hither to forward none of this is actually a true representation of probably what actually happened.
2: No, that's just lies. This is the
1: canned version (laughs) of what they presented to us. Lies! So this is seriously a one-woman conversation. It's Gwyneth Paltrow. Frankly, she should be having, to your point, that conversation with herself by saying, basically, I acted like this all was rosy and sunshiny and rainbows, and actually it's not. But that is my own, because I wanted to portray this in such a way. And now you've bought and it. She's just
2: trying to sell. And now I want the-
1: you to think I'm just like you. And
2: you're not. She's selling other people's insecurities back to themselves. And they're paying high price for it. Mm. Trust well, that I do this on a regular basis. I buy you. my insecurities regularly. I just did it on Amazon.
1: Oh, fun. Do you want to tell us what you got? No? Okay.
2: No, we don't have time.
1: Fine. Maybe later? Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Halloween, is it happening? How do we even cancel it in 2020? Or how do we do it? We're going to have a little chat about that after this on My Talk 107.1. Oh, is Halloween canceled, everybody? This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. No
2: pencils for you. Uh,
1: yeah, I know. It's devastating, I think. <laughs> no, but honestly, um, yeah, actually, like, I'd like to cancel Halloween this year. That means that I won't have to suffer through all of the fun making at the expense of my wonderful Halloween gifts that I give to trick-or-treaters. Did you, did you, I'm just, watching this my,
2: journey unfold. Well,
1: I'm just saying, like, I won't be able to give out amazing tricks and out treats. Pencils.
2: She does not I, like Halloween. I gave out yeah. pencils she like hates a children. hundred
1: years ago. I love children. No, you don't. I love their because teeth. Because if you I love children, their teeth
2: children, I
1: love their healthy blood sugar. Um, I do not need to give oh them more candy.
2: God, children.
1: Uh, in any case, I won't be giving anybody anything this year because uh, the CDC is uh, saying as a Monday that they are advising against traditional trick-or-treating this year amid the novel coronavirus. Uh, and this all came as part of a, a list of Halloween guidelines broken down by a level of risk. Uh, and, you know, they things like uh, door-to-door trick-or-treating, indoor parties, haunted houses. These are the things that are deemed most risky when it comes to the spread of COVID-19.
2: I, I'm surprised that they wouldn't... I mean, as long as you're just like... I, I think it'd be kind of fun to throw candy at kids, like is okay. that okay. way now we're to getting touch, right to it. Because <laughs> then you don't have to touch the children, which is generally not a good idea.
1: Bradley wants to just hurl candy.
2: I mean, come on, kids! Wouldn't kids. that be fun? Like, I'll have a candy cannon. Uh, from from my yes. house.
0: Well, I was going to say and it's all going to be done to the 1812 overture. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it just all like gonna, that. Yeah, one moment please.
1: Also, I, I just want to point out to the world the best part of this which is Bradley Trainer
0: Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: All the many years I've known him, has never once handed out candy.
2: Yeah, because I'm not going to waste children's
1: boom time. pow. <laughs>
2: I Wouldn't mean, that be fun? Like, why can't you do that, right? Because then you're not touching anything. Oh, there oh there's
1: the real cannons.
2: Yep. There they are. Um, why can't real you do that? Real cannons.
1: Um, I, you know, I don't you know. you know, they're
2: wearing masks. I'm socially just, dis- well, inside my house. Well, that's the other thing. House.
1: They're actually advising against relying on the masks as a form of masked protection. Which I, that I don't
2: understand. I don't understand, but but again, look, I uh, I, I am not probably going to participate in any of this anyway. Exactly, so it don't it don't matter. So it doesn't matter. But so what you're saying is you're not going to be throwing pencils at children.
1: I'm not. But I also wonder, like, how do you go about because Halloween isn't something we schedule. It just is, right? Like it happens on October 31st every year, and then suddenly you've got little ghouls and goblins traipsing through the neighborhood asking you for you know sugar. And I just don't know that the CDC saying this isn't a good idea is going to actually cancel it. You're still going to have little ghouls and goblins roaming around neighborhoods. I'm just going to open the door candy. and go
2: running towards them. That'll <laughs> that'll stop that behavior.
1: But I do. Okay. That <laughs> we have. C- you know what you could do? What? Like you could.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I don't mean ahead. to make light, but it's just it's so ludicrous the time in which we live. Like instead of having you know the the like ooh, spooky mm-hmm. music you could just have like sound effects of people sneezing yeah right? and you're like Coughing. walking down the street oh, actually
1: here's how you wow. keep those kids away. Well, you just sit on your front steps and cough you're good <laughs> <Just Hi. clears throat> like home
2: depot selling like an animated you know troll that just sits on your front porch and coughs
1: oh my gosh but honestly so my kids did ask they said mom are we gonna go trick-or-treating this year and did i they said really yeah they did, did ask i said no heck no you're not going trick or treating. We're poor not doing children, that.
2: Because they we know you're not poor having children, candy my at home. But
1: they are, yes, no, I said to them <laughs> oh, I Jeez. I said to them.
2: That's
1: not me, by the way. I said I will just get you a bunch of candy and I will throw it in the middle of the room and you guys can all divvy it up and then you'll forget about it a week later like on usual Halloween because really all they want to do is have the most candy right so I don't have to take nobody needs to go out trick-or-treating I'll just buy a bunch of candy they'll eat it for like three days they'll get sick to their stomach and then they'll forget about it and then I'll squirrel it away for some other candy giving holiday and uh and we'll wow, watch a scary I can't movie you're gonna
2: buy your children candy after all these years
1: I mean, they get if they go trick or treating. That's what they bring home. I know. But that's your all whole they want. Thing
2: was that you weren't giving out candy because it was going to?
1: I like to provide another option. No, the reason I don't give out candy is because we don't have a lot of trick or treaters at our house, and candy is not something I like to have around the house. It's really about me. Thank you for asking. Any hoozy wetsy. We're going to watch a scary movie. And then my son said to me, are we going to watch one of your and dad's dumb scary movies or will you let us watch an actually scary movie? So then that's the other second what question are, is. What are
2: your dumb scary movies? I don't know.
1: Probably like Ghostbusters or Have something. Have you shown
2: them know. like Damien? Like Omen? No. Oh, yeah. I think they're old enough. Um, I watched those yeah. shows when I was probably nine. Yeah. Yeah. I uh-huh. don't know. I used to be, I used to love horror. I
1: used to. Horror. Yeah, I
2: don't like horror anymore. Horror? Nope.
1: Um, what would be a good, actually scary movie? Amityville Horror. No. Mm-hmm.
2: No. Are you, you really? Rip the bandaid off. The Shining. Not... Oh,
1: The Shining. Oh. You know. Ooh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist is yeah. I don't
2: think The Shining is a good one for kids now, or that's is true. The Exorcist because that requires some conversations. I mean, the
1: Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. But that...
2: I, I, I would think something like Poltergeist or yes. Amityville Horror or Damien. Well, Omen. I keep going with oh, Damien. Damien. Hujo. <laughs> Oof.
1: Uh-huh. It, I mean, they've wanted to watch it. I feel like I w- probably wouldn't show them the Isn't new that, one. Isn't like
2: one not super scary?
1: Yeah, you can show them the t- I TV. I think the original series. one is what not about Friday super the 13th, scary. Man? Well, that's the thing. I was like, I am not. I mean, my son was asking me a lot of questions. I said, you know, he said, what are some actual like classic horror movies? Scream? And I said, Scream? At... Well, no, I think there's like some sex in there, and I don't know. I don't want to have that conversation. I'm not in the mood to have those conversations. I've had conversations. Don't worry about it. I just don't want to, not on Halloween. But I suppose the same is true for, I'm working this all out in the moment. The same is true for Friday the 13th and Halloween, right? Because that's the thing about Scream is once she has sex, then she gets killed. Right.
2: Yeah, well, That's a good lesson for your children.
1: Uh Oh, good. Yeah. Hey, guys.
2: If you don't have (laughs) sex, you're not going to die.
1: Oh, my gosh. In any case. You know.
2: If a gay person had sex in a movie until relatively recently, they always died by the end. So I'm just saying sometimes.
1: Oh, my gosh. You could watch Critters. What is that one about? It's about critters Critters. from space. Oh, what's... Pet Cemetery?
2: What about Chud? Oh,
1: cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Cool. I did get this from uh, Becky. She said, the thing... Original, then the new one. Oh, that's I terrifying. That one. I think. Oh, that- what about? Ooh, um, I don't
2: know that one. What's the zombie one? Uh, that's such a good one. Um, Twenty-eight days later. No, that is that'll that'll rip the bandit. No, you are can't you th- show that. Are you
1: thinking about Shaun of the Dead? No. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> Night of the
2: Living Dead. That one's oh. a
1: little
0: boring.
2: Brains!
1: Okay. See, so you guys aren't helping at all because so far we've not actually come oh, upon. Sorry. a scar-
2: What am I supposed to come up with?
1: I just was asking for
0: some assistance. How about arachnophobia?
1: Oh, that's good. That's actually a good one. Uh, except for that, they really are afraid of spiders, and they won't the go of in our basement. If they're not scared. I know, but I don't want them being Kids scared of something that actually is in our scared. house. But I don't want them afraid of an actual thing in our house, like spiders. What
0: about the original Gremlins from 1984? Ooh, yes,
1: now you're talking because I watched um, that in 1984.
2: But that's not really, uh, that's not horror. You it's show, scary, though. But it's not It's not, It's not. not the same.
1: I don't know. I think I'm going Gremlins.
0: The first one's scary. Now the second yeah. one, underrated. I, I thought the that one was The second one is a hot mess. <gasps> and Take it
2: back. Take it back. You know it, it, is. And you know it, it is. No. And it, the, the director was just trying to prove a point. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like you need to do something more classic Halloween.
1: Okay. Well... I, I'm trying to. Th- I mean, I can't. What is a What are the classic Halloween the 13th. movies? What yeah. about
0: the original Nightmare
2: Psycho? On Elm Ooh,
1: the original Psycho. Oof.
2: Psycho. I think they'll be bored to tears uh, by Psycho. I suppose they so. probably will
1: be. I don't. I mean, it's we love it, but I don't know, you guys. I'll let you know, but I no, will tell okay. you this: there will be no trick or treating at the Lindstrom home. Don't even try to ring my doorbell. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show stop it. We are so excited about Project Down and Dirty, classic radio show. We're going to speak with Rob from our charity, The Sheridan Story, when we come back.